Welcome to Mind Your Mind. Mind Your Mind podcast is for busy people like you who want to enjoy life and free up their time and emotional space by learning valuable tools for self-care and mindfulness. Our weekly topics are filled with compelling discussions and practical solutions to increase your productivity and healthy living. I'm your host, Joseph Tropper, and I'm honored to have you here with me today. Hello and welcome to episode 49, Six Unhelpful Thinking Patterns and Overcoming Them. And the most important part here is overcoming them. One of the most important things in life is just being aware of sometimes uh, how we can be blindsided and how our thinking patterns can actually get in our own way. And a book that I've quoted many times is David Burns, Feeling Good, which really does a great job in a cognitive understanding of how our brain works. And for some people, it's very powerful. And I know there are some people that are more emotion focused. And I'm going to try to tie in both the emotional and the uh, just cognitive brain aspect, because really our brains operate with with both uh, logical and creative emotional energy. So we're going to talk about six uh, types of thinking patterns that can be really damaging in life. And here we go. Uh, number one is polarized thinking, what we call black and white thinking. So this is kind of the no middle ground approach. Things are black or white. Uh, things are good or bad. And this becomes very, very destructive when we uh, interact with other people. Because sometimes our loved ones or friends or people that we like or really would like to get along with or can get along with uh, could do hurtful things. And if we have polarized thinking or black and white thinking, then we might start to exaggerate their evilness or their intentions or their uh, desire to hurt us or their badness of who they are and therefore we need to stay away from them. Or the opposite, someone might do something nice and we might idolize them. You'll find this a lot on social media where people... Uh, are in love with a performer or actor or actress, and anything they do is just seen as amazing and awesome and greatness. Uh, this new advent of people proposing in front of actors, actresses, and performers is just very odd to some of us because it doesn't mean anything, but to these people, it does. And they've uh, polarized their thinking, and they've deified and idolized this person to the point that they want to have their engagement in front of them. And I'm not commenting on it, but obviously you could tell what my opinion is. But the idea is that we do this with a lot of people to think they're all good or they're all bad. And the truth is that everyone, including you and me, have mixed parts. We have good parts and we have some bad parts. And hopefully we work on ourselves to try uh, to be aware of our blind spots and our negative spots and to work on them. And part of being in a relationship is accepting that and understanding that and working with it and accepting the other person for who they are and also being an advocate for Uh, bringing this to the other person's attention, if possible. And that's a whole different discussion and to point out faults. But just in relation to yourself, always be careful if you are, actually I always say, uh, never say never and always stay away from always because those are exact exaggerations. But they are superlatives. Like I always say that. I don't always say it, but I often say it, right? Uh, Or I never do that. Well, never say never. So the idea is black and white thinking does not usually help us. There are things that our brain is trained to think poison is poison, stay away. And that's where it's coming from, or good things can be, uh, should be pursued further. And that's where our brain is wired to do that. But it often backfires in polarized thinking, especially when you're trying to maintain a relationship. Number two is perfection. Uh, thinking that you have to be a perfect person, or otherwise that means that that's a reflection on you and your failure, or thinking that other people need to be perfect or their failures. Um, this, this style of thinking is usually comes from an upbringing that or a education that stresses this, but perfection is certainly not something that's achievable by any of us, quite frankly. And therefore, when you find yourself uh, in this mindset, catch yourself and say, no one's perfect, I'm not perfect, and I can't expect other people to be perfect as well. Number three for a negative thought pattern that can really hurt you 
is overgeneralization. And that is that just basing a, a, a conclusion on a single incident or a single piece of evidence, uh, a lot of our racial negative beliefs come from these things where we have a bad experience with one person who is a certain ethnicity or style or background, and we therefore assume that everyone's like them. And it's just simply not true. Um, in fact, uh, I had a friend who uh, w- was very, very racist, and um, he was telling me about a certain uh, ethnic group that he didn't like, and he thought very lowly of. And so I said to him, well, what about Tom? He's from that ethnic group. So he looks at me and he says, no, he's not. So I said, yeah, he absolutely is. And he's good friends with, with all of us. And he said, well, I know Tom, he's different. <laughs> so I said to him, no, you just don't know the other people. I, I agree with you. There are people that you might not be friends with, or you might not have anything to do with, but every human being deserves a dignity and respect. And that was the irony um, that Tom was really one of those ethnic groups. And had he not taken the time to get to know him, he probably would have written him off based on his ethnicity. But since he was friends with him for so long, he never even thought about that ethnic background. So that overgeneralization can really hurt us. And again, when you notice yourself in that mindset, just say to yourself, am I overgeneralizing? Because a lot of bad things have happened through overgeneralization and through countries going to war and people being hurt and biases perpetuated for years. Number four is mind reading. Um, without saying so, I know that I know what people are thinking or feeling or why they act the way they act. And the truth is sometimes we do pick up on these things and we are reading them very well, but that doesn't mean that you have a right to judge them based on what you think that they're thinking. And there's another subdivision of this, that our brains are wired to see ourselves in a positive light and yet see other people in a more negative uh, light. And that does not help people. Um, also mind reading is expecting others to read your mind. Um, that is not a fair thing either. Uh, People do not have any idea of what you're thinking unless you show them. Our brains uh, are wired to try to express emotion through words, through facial expressions. Uh, Paul Ekman has studies about how the face expresses all different types of emotions. But we need to stop being mind readers and assuming things about what people are thinking and feeling. We need to stop demanding people from reading our minds, especially in relationships, and learn how to advocate for ourselves respectfully and to check in respectfully. Number five is catastrophizing, just expecting the worst, knowing everything's going to go wrong, knowing I'm going to fail this test, knowing I'm never going to get the job. When we catastrophize, we uh, shut down our creative brain and we actually stop thinking of solutions because we've already resigned and given up. It's kind of like fight, flight, and freeze. We're in the freeze mode where we're just, we know that there's just this impending doom where all you do is just wait for it to happen in slow motion. So get yourself out of the catastrophizing mode. Usually the things that you're worried about don't even go wrong. It's usually other things that go wrong. I don't mean to give you more stress, but if you are finding yourself catastrophizing, get become more reasonable and say to yourself, um, let me just wait and see what can I do right now to help the situation? And that's what we do. And number six is blaming. This one is a real destroyer in all relationships. It's holding other people responsible for my pain or uh, tacking blame on myself for all the problems. Uh, we like to blame people. We like to blame things. Whenever there's a tragedy that happens, we like to try to sue and get, you know, put a culprit. And usually there's multiple, multiple factors of on the victim's part and on the perpetrator's part and on the mistaken part, all different things that have caused a problem often, not always, but often. And when we get to the blame game, um, all that does is push people away from us. Uh, There are certainly times that are appropriate for blame and for uh, accountability. Uh, whoever built the Titanic, this is a whole debate about who's responsible for not having enough life jackets. So there's codes and liabilities. That's true. Um, but in our general relationships, the blame game usually doesn't end anywhere. No one's ever confessed to you and said, you know what, you're right. I am a total moron and it's all my fault. <laughs> Unless they have really low self-esteem, in which case the relationship probably didn't work out because of that low self-esteem. 
Um, so these are the some samples of six very negative thought patterns that some of us sometimes develop for all different reasons. I tried to give you some background as to where they develop, and I'm going to give you some solutions that I've built in into my talking about them, but just some more solid suggestions as well. So there's polarized black and white thinking, perfectionistic thinking, overgeneralization thinking, mind reading expectations or demands, catastrophizing, and blaming. What I would like to say is that all these things have their place, and that's why they're so dangerous, precisely because the brain has developed and evolved and, and uses them in helpful ways. However, what you need to do is zoom out when you're finding yourself thinking along any of these lines and ask yourself, how will I feel about this subject in one day from now if I just let it go? And how will I feel in one month? If you ask those two questions, it will usually tell you whether it's still a big deal and whether it's still worth fighting for. Also, <coughs> ask yourself, am I being reasonable? These are the important questions. Am I being reasonable? How will I feel in a month? How will I feel in a day? Am I being reasonable? And finally, the last thing to ask is, am I being compassionate? Am I being compassionate towards another person? Am I trying to understand their view? Am I trying to be respectful of their view? If you are, chances are, if you ask yourself about the future, if you ask yourself, um, how will I feel in a day or in a month about this? If you ask yourself, am I being a reasonable person when it comes to this? And if you ask yourself, am I being compassionate? You will have the answer as to how your thinking will get you to positive places or how to stay away from the negative places. I wish you the best of luck. And I, as always, it's a pleasure to have you with me. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to mind your mind. For more practical ideas and to make sure you never miss an episode, visit us at mindyourmindonline.com.